Hey Maya, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. It's great. I'm so glad to have you here on our podcast pod for writers. Thank you. Thank you. I'm equally honored. Thank you. So Maya Daswani is the founder of Persona Power, which is a personality and communication excellence training center from Mumbai. She is a leading international image and personality trainer. a recognized corporate personality coach and has been a guest faculty for several renowned colleges and institutes born in southeast asia and raised in europe she has experienced both in american and british education maya comes from an elite background and has been the talk of the town in media for long she has been featured on several media channels newspapers magazines and radio channels TV News X, ZTV, Channel 9X, The Guardian, The Observer, Bombay Times, Hindustan Times, Radio FM 104 and All India Radio are only but a few. Today she will be sharing her amazing journey with us. So I would like this great opportunity to welcome Maya Daswani to our show today. It is so great to have you here and thank you so much for giving us your time. Thank you. Thank you Pooja. I am I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward. So Maya, yeah. You are originally from Mumbai or uh, you came later? Yes, I am not originally from Mumbai. I was born in It's right next to Hong Kong. And then later in life we moved to Europe. So I've grown up in um, British Hong Kong is British education. Europe is um, at an american international school okay and then i came to visit india when i was 15 and 19 years old india was so oh. much backward yes but i so, yes but i loved so, being in own origin country okay and so then, what made you stay settled, here then i settled here i i was attracted to living in india because among foreigners India was a very backward country they would make fun or criticize or what and i was so comfortable in my own country though we were backwards but now india has moved we have become modern yeah most people actually do the opposite they leave india and go settle abroad but you have done uh, exactly opposite yes i do i even visit homes my homes there and relatives but i always like to come back to my origin my country and my city i feel most comfortable that's really great so would you like to tell us how you started your entrepreneurial journey in mumbai yeah so as my kids were growing up i noticed that in schools and colleges they teach you so many subjects but they don't teach you personal skills so when yeah. i grew up at these different schools you know how uh, the foreigners would make fun i i used i became shy okay i was quiet many times most often and also okay. when when i did marry and i met ladies some ladies were more hoity toity than me so i would go a little slower less confident but in a small group i was very good i noticed mm-hmm. this discrepancy and then i luckily asked dad to join a finishing school and it is famous in europe And, well i got this opportunity and finishing schools when i did that along with my college 
commerce and secretarial science degrees luckily i had okay. um, lucky to do college because most of the girls in my community they get married they don't do college so when i became a housewife i didn't like it just talking about home kids and maids hello please don't say maids okay listeners use helpers call your staff helpers and um, that's how i was deciding either to open a secretarial school but i didn't want a full time duty i was looking for something and i thought of doing a why why they who were the trainers of miss india i noticed and we can train other people i heard speeches on tv where very big shots were talking reading a speech with a uh, uh, ums i said my god oh. i could help them okay yeah theo and then how do i do it so i had to think think and i mentioned it at some schools and uh, colleges where the children were and they gave me the whole auditorium to speak oh on on this science of personality okay is a personal science you will notice they don't teach you at at schools and universities confidence communications body language voice tone techniques do you agree yeah they don't it's only academics yeah so this is called extracurricular learning hmm okay and finishing school is the classic name in international in in, in the international speaking you can okay. uh, recognize from the word finishing school it gives yeah. a finishing touch to you like all right. products furniture everything has a finishing right your walls and everything how about people yeah. but here we say personality pooja what do you mm. mean by personality um as for me personality is something that uh, that defines you uh, when you are interacting with the world outside how you behave how you talk uh, so it's something that is uh, an internal aura that you have well i would like all the listeners hello listeners can you say it in just two three words can we boil it down anybody come on just say your answers to yourself and then match my answer i will tell personality if you break it down in the word it's personal quality ability oh responsibility personal per son na persona is short form for personality so you can say wow she's got a very nice personality or she's pretty or he is handsome but mm, not such a great persona okay Okay. And then I put power. Power. You all know what it means. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, that simplifies. Right. So that is how I started. I was deciding. I have done secretarial science, so I'll do this. I decided let's put up a personality program. I spoke at those colleges, and I had other colleges calling me. Luckily, okay. Oh. You'll see it all on my website. Different colleges, and then. i uh, met somebody in the corporate world and he said can you do corporate business ethics corporate personality and i said yes i bought so many books i just checked out what is uh, what is the corporate uh, science okay what is the corporate hmm. personality and it is again you know the most critical subject is communication skills because your person yeah. you can't be dressed all the time you can't be high dressed and all that when you open your mouth 
you get an idea also of the person the quality yes right right so i started with like uh, the one corporate one bank asked me to speak for a full day one full day training they loved it they that night they signed a contract for eight cities in india oh wow okay and that's how i knew that i was good normally people don't compliment you tell you that you're so clear mm-hmm. that you explain so well you won't know so yeah right ask people feedback or people should generous people always should tell others wow you speak so well or you you explain easily more than other teachers anything so yeah give and take uh, everyone please give and take compliments but do honest ones that's the best way to live life give gratitude to right so so basically the market needed and that's how you got the push to start this business that's right that's right and then i from that afterwards i had private people calling maybe from those corporate people private people called or told someone and i agreed i did private trainings first at one uh, empty family place we had eventually i picked up an office space okay and okay. i have either private or small group trainings i don't believe in large groups however one student i must share told me ma'am we can learn so much on youtube and uh, youtube and uh, books and i my heart fell down saying then why are you here but he himself continued that was in my heart but then he said actually if i read books and videos they won't catch my mistakes you are catching my mistakes you are correcting my mistakes okay you are improving me you are adding body yeah. you are teaching me how to use my eyebrows my smile my okay movements yeah which movements should be more or less a sentence short and long and that's how i got successful and on yeah. the websites i get very successful and through contacts so yeah so you're right like uh, online programs or books are like one way communication i mean you cannot say anything to your book and the book is not going to stare at you and uh, point out the problems yes and yet i have been asked by people to make recorded videos recorded classes i'm so aghast at that but okay if that's the competition i'll do it So yeah that's like a trend so far i have never sold anything recorded only learn yeah okay so you have also been featured on media so many times how do you feel about that uh, please can you share some of your some of your amazing experiences with us i'm 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 i myself i'm amazed i originally started by attending international seminars i would fly to big international trainers who boost you life coaches and all any anyway, oh, yeah enough confidence to do that and then my well wishes put up a website i think from there first it was times tv news who called me that they want to feature oh. why people are going to grooming schools in india okay mm-hmm. so they came with their crew i called a few old students and we they have in it's on the on the website okay that was mine i never called them i never paid them okay i do not okay. want to be put i am invited to be on many magazine covers and upon payment they want a lakh or 70 whatever and i say i'm sorry i will not pay for being uh, noticed or 
published. I want to okay. earn. So if you will see the website, I have been in very many magazines on radio and many, many organizations as a speaker. Yeah. So actually people pay a lot to, you know, get some buzz in media, but you without paying it, actually you uh, really added value and, you know, reading your stories, it really inspires. Thank you. Thank you so much. You just, you just go to the website, go to YouTube. I don't put very often, but again, because of competition, I should now post more regularly. I hope you listeners will follow, follow Pooja and myself. Right? Yes, I will keep sharing your videos. Thank you. To my learners. Yeah, so, so we, are, we are at www.personapower.com. Yeah, please note the website. I will also share it wherever I am posting about uh, Maya. So I have heard, like, for most people, actually, public speaking is the bigger fear than even death for most people in the world. That's so, right. Even I went through this death. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and I went to, uh, but, you know, people had mentioned to me, if ever I announced anything, somebody said, I'm helpful. I like to, I'm friendly. I like to help. So they say, Maya, announce this or give the, you know, um, inform the delay, and whatever. Mm -hmm. So when people said that, I, okay, I could do it in small groups, but for a larger group, I joined a public speaking school and I okay. got the highest marks by chance. And then wow. I, I also do public speaking trainings, but I prefer you do the essential personality and communication. You don't go on stage every day of your life. You'll go once in a few months if you're a big person or in a year. Okay. Mm -hmm. So public speaking really means daily public speaking. There you should be fearless, confident, and you never say anything negative. You can change the negative to a positive sentence so that nobody gets right. hurt. But you know, if you really want to do public speaking, then you look, speak at the mirror, look at yourself, see your hmm. eyes, face, your smile, move it according to yes, you give a yes movement. No, people in India have different localized movements which are not understood by foreign by the international world global yeah yeah like so nodding global body language signs and do not speak with uh and ah uh, that is such a major problem with to even foreigners even locals mm -hmm. so think they do uh 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 and then people start counting those instead of listening to you yeah so, do public speaking after you're confident in daily life. Yeah. So you mentioned that, you know, we can change our negative uh, statements into positive ones. I I'm really excited about this. Can you, can you give an example? Suppose I want to criticize someone on, you know, something re not really good about it. Uh, I really struggle to actually put it in a language that the other person is not hurt. And at the same time, I'm able to communicate, I mean, like point out the flaws. Okay, I have a perfect example for you. You're a writer and handwriting is there, right? I complain, yeah. I, Pooja, I can't understand your writing. You never write clearly. How can I understand? That's mm -hmm. a, what? That's a complaint. That's a criticism, right? 
Right. Now, if I tell you, Pooja, please make your words better. Leave better spaces between words. Remember to mark your I's and T's. Mm-hmm. What is that? That is constructive uh, advice. It's called constructive criticism. And if anybody tries yeah. to destroy you, what kind of handwriting you are, you feel very bad. No, I won't write. No. Get the message. Though they told you rudely, I suggest get the message. I'll t- I've got several classes for that. And people have had remarkable success. You never get upset no matter who, how bad the other person is. Love yourself enough. You have high confidence in yourself. It does not matter if they make you upset. I can handle it. Right. So basically, instead of just saying that you're good or bad, you actually give them a constructive advice. Right. I've already given you a very big chapter on my in from my class, Pooja. <laughs> <laughs> and listen. Yeah, I'm sure. So in terms of, you know, communication skills, could you, you know, give us some handy tips to how to improve our communication skills in day-to-day life, especially when, you know, person is meeting strangers or going for an interview, something like that. Okay, I can give it to you. You must be very clear. You can check your clarity on a phone call. If anybody says, hello, what, what did you say? Uh, would you repeat that? Anyway, if somebody says that means you're not clear, okay? You don't have clarity. Mm-hmm. The next is you can say what you want, but please do not say in a boring voice. If I'm going to speak in a boring voice, then you're not going to enjoy this program. You have to be active. You have to have energy. You have to have changes of voice and tone. Okay? Yeah. Speed. And every part of every word must be very clear. Hmm. Okay. Clarity and intonation. And the worst is, please practice to speak without a uh, ums. There are so yeah. many <laughs> on on, uh, on the net, on the internet of major world readers. And it's so funny. It's They are doing a uh, and um and they have written about it. Yeah, actually, that, that, says, that is a bit difficult. Even for me, I... For thinking like, or if you're embarrassed, uh, okay. But not if you know your subject. People say, uh, I'm, uh, oh, I'm uh, doing my uh, commerce. My God. <laughs> yeah, so while introducing yourself, you should not be stuttering because you know yourself what you're going to say. Absolutely. Yeah, so clarity is the key, yeah. as you rightly said. Okay. And if you pass a phone interview, you will be called to come to the office. But many people just interview on the phone and they can know they don't want this person. Yeah. Okay. And we have yeah. organizations like Rotary and all. We need speakers. You may be an excellent doctor, but if he cannot explain, the doctor hmm. excellent top-notch, but if he cannot explain... So you need communication skill. There are several five, six, seven rules. Not Hmm. repeat and not get a better vocab. Don't use high language words necessarily. But uh, these interesting sound, interesting face. Hmm. Believable what you're saying. Don't unpair it. Right. So yeah. Interesting when they tweak, tweak actually. <laughs> yeah. 
anything else yeah i think we got really good advice from you so that was a wonderful session but before we part i would like to make an announcement and i would also like to ask one more last question so maya is going to be with us again in gwa mega learning drive where she would be speaking on personality and communication in our upcoming session in august and september so maya tell us a little more about what you're going to discuss in this session and who should attend you know when you get when you get people joining in it would be nice to know their age group what they do if possible okay okay uh yeah we know then secondly i will be watch the listeners now the speaker must have personality right but the listener right. also have a quality to show that i'm listening some people are listening and they are listening like oh my god uh, we don't know they're understanding they're following hmm. they're tired they're thinking of something else no you need a you need so i would tell you about listening you the listeners also you need to react when other people are speaking it's two way hmm. communication and always remember that you must be seen heard and noticed so say right. something okay try to speak something give a comment do that i will give you tips on both you'd like both personality and communications just a bit more or i will make you think about yourself start noticing whether you have these weaknesses which i will be mentioning yeah we can have both like talking about personality and communication right and and listeners you are actually going to get more chances to listen than to speak so grab that opportunity and uh, speak compliment say something participate basically because that's the only way to grow right famous yeah, people so have said if there's no change in you if there's no changes better changes in you you are just you know like dead yeah, yeah. <laughs> i completely agree yeah so, so thank you again maya uh, oh, for you. being with us too and you. we look forward to your session we really look forward to your session in the mega webinar and yeah. uh, i would i would be super excited and i am sure that people are going to be really amazed by what you have to offer thank you i want india to come you know indians have made a mark abroad i want indians to make that mark in their daily life social personal and career life yes we are great indians are great <laughs> Thank you. Thank you everybody. Thank you Pooja. Oh, thank you Maya. Pooja. Yes. That's right. Pooja Dubey the writer. Thank you so much for hearing me. Thank you Maya for coming and uh, we'll see you soon again. Okay. See you. See you. Hello.
Hello, can you hear Hi. me? Hi, Pooja. Hi. Hi, how are you doing? Yeah, not bad, thank you. Not bad. How are you? I'm great. So glad to have you here on our podcast, Pod for Writers. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Sudakshina Bhattacharji is a commercial writer, editor, and a qualified journalist, a published business English author, as well as an experienced digital content marketer based in the United Kingdom. So uh, welcome, Sudakshina, to our podcast, and I'm so excited to have you here. I have a few questions for you. Sure, sure. Go ahead. Okay, so uh, first of all, I would like to understand something about you. I have learned that you're not just a writer, author and brand, you're also a brand ambassador. So this is so exciting. I really want to understand, uh, you know, how did you become a brand ambassador? And what exactly is it? Well, this is actually quite interesting, because um, I've been a brand ambassador mainly uh, through my content marketing work that I do. um, And I actually kind of accidentally fallen into it. Um, I didn't realize myself that I could do or be a brand ambassador because I'm actually, like you said in your lovely introduction, that um, I'm a, I'm a journalist by by qualification and I'm a yeah. writer through and through and I create content that is what I do that is who I am that's my profession my bread and yeah. butter so through when I started doing um, digital content creation work for various companies and it was through one of these companies where my managers they saw in me um, Uh, that I had a way of presenting, a very good way of presenting products and services in person to people. I was very good about talking about a product or promoting a product or convincing people, a bit like a salesperson, you know. They saw that in me and they said, well, why don't you, um, we are planning to make some YouTube videos. Uh, Why don't you come and host those videos and promote the product? You talk about the product and service so well. Why don't you come and do that? Let's do a screen shot let's do a screen test um let's let's see how you i think we i think um you could do it um you would look good on camera and you you come across very well so i thought okay great that's fine because secretly when i was a child i used to imagine that i'd run my own tv show i'd be a tv anchor as a child i felt you know that was one of my dreams you know of course i would realize that (laughs) i went into writing but um uh uh it was my secret always been my secret dreams i thought oh okay i'll get to be in front of the camera i'll be get i'll get to present some videos yeah sure let's do it And so I did, and the screen test went really well. They were happy. I was happy. Uh, And they said, yeah, do the videos. Um, So, okay, I started presenting the videos, and I I talked about the products and services the company's representing. And it was all, it went really well, and the videos are still doing well, um, even to this day. And I've realized, and then that this was, I was actually, being a brand ambassador means you're representing a brand. So you're representing a particular product uh, or a service that a company offers. So this could be, so most of the, so we see like in the film world, in Bollywood, we see, or even in cricket, we see, you know, um, uh, cricket players um, um, or, you know, um, big film stars and TV personalities, when they do adverts, they are, they're not exactly, they're not professional models. 
but they're representing the through their personality they're representing a product or a service because the brand or the company behind the brand sees that their personality matches with the products or they can they can sell they can market the products to the audiences through their personality that is essentially what brand ambassador work is about so um through my content creation since then what's happened is for the past five six years i've um, been representing apart from creating digital content for the brand for different brands i've also been representing the brands and their products or services through um either through imagery or to photos or to videos or to social media posts, you know, creating social media posts on behalf of the brand, talking to customers, negotiating with customers or, you know, doing the selling part, trying to selling or, or the direct marketing um, between customers and the brand. So that's, I've been doing that a lot to my, okay. uh, my day job. And recently, um, in the past two, three months, this again, this is accidentally uh, um, uh, some a lot of I'm on, I've been um, activating my Instagram account. I've been working actively on um, boosting my Instagram account. And what's happened is um, accidentally through some photos and things that I've posted, really casual photos where I'm not promoting anything at all. But they're just casual photos of me. But some fashion brands, jewelry brands, sunglasses brands, they've seen these photos and they've liked it. And they've approached me saying, oh, you know, you look so nice in your jewelry or you look so nice in your sunglasses. Oh. Hello. I think I lost you. Hello. Yeah, I think I lost you. Yeah, I think, yeah, the connection went. Um, so, sorry about that. I don't know how, what happened. Um, but you can hear me now, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll have to edit this part. So, okay. Yeah, I won't be able to publish it immediately now. I'll have to edit. Okay, okay. Um, I don't know what went wrong there, where the connection went. But um, uh, where was I at? So I was talking about the Instagram work I was yeah. doing, right? So, um, uh, yeah, so basically then these brands on Instagram, they approached me to promote sunglasses or jewelry or bags and things because I happened to have photos when I was casually with a handbag or with a sunglass or with, um, you know, some jewelry I was wearing and they liked the look of it. So, I mean, that is how I fell into this brand ambassador work even more. And now it's come to a point where I'm regularly posting content on my Instagram, on my Facebook and things where I'm representing with fashion accessories or clothing and things like that um but yes i mean it is writers don't usually become brand ambassadors so this is quite an yeah. interesting part of my life <laughs> yes it is uh, creators please note this that if you are active on instagram it can become an opportunity for you it could be. And, uh, <laughs> yes the dreams do come true they do you could be a model if you wanted to <laughs> 
Yeah, Joe. So from today, you start posting great pictures and start yeah. endorsing a few things, and maybe you will become a Absolutely, brand ambassador. Absolutely. Yeah. The only tip I would give is that be natural. Don't try to look as though you are posing or you're looking at making an effort. That doesn't work. I mean, I did not make. Believe me, I did not make any effort on my Instagram to. You know, I wasn't promoting anything other than my books, maybe. But I wasn't promoting anything. I was just literally in the park somewhere. Wear, you know, wearing sunglasses, enjoying the sunshine, or I was wearing um, some earrings or something, and my husband took a photo, or whatever, and I put that on Instagram. I literally was not trying at all. So it's important not to, because they don't seem to like that. They seem to like natural, you know, when you need a natural element, when you're being you, you know, yeah, being authentic is very important. That's my yes. only big tip that I will give you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I would like to do this for books because I love books and I would love to become a brand ambassador for books. By all means, do do absolutely. You know, I mean, I've seen people do that on Insta that they're promoting books and things. I myself do it for my own books. It works. It works. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I've also seen. I didn't know about this brand ambassador thing, but I just thought people are promoting. Why are they promoting in such a special way? Yeah, know. that's why. <laughs> <laughs> No, that okay. is why <laughs> yeah so yes i'm glad you picked up on the angle actually you made me think about it because sure you're right writers don't become brand ambassadors film stars do tv personalities do cricketers yeah. do the writers don't no oh, it's interesting yeah so <laughs> i read your story you were initially a lecturer for entrepreneurship and then you became a content creator marketer author and brand ambassador mm. this is truly amazing how did you start as a creator and what made you create this mega shift in your life oh thank you thank you find it amazing actually um so i was um, a lecturer um for about 7 years actually mm. um i i'm a certified lecturer i have a qualification in it and i was uh, when was this i was teaching in colleges um between 2007 to mm. about 2013 and i was teaching colleges in london and um in india as well in kolkata particularly and uh i was teaching journalism psychology mass comm and those sorts of things to college level students degree level students that sort of thing um and uh, basically my frustration was that um uh i was teaching and i was seeing my students moving on and getting jobs in the industry becoming journalists or becoming you know graphic designers or camera people and working in the industry and here mm. i was sat sitting with a degree and everything and i wasn't actually doing anything in the industry and i oh. think well i could yeah and so i was thinking um you know i think well what am i doing my students are moving ahead and here i am sat here with all this potential and i'm not teaching and i'm I, i'm teaching i'm not actually practicing in the industry but at the same yeah. time in britain journal the journalism industry is so saturated that mm. it's just it's the it's impossible to break through is impossible to get a full time job in a newspaper or a tv channel it's just impossible because they already have the people they have and they will not look for new entrants and even if they do that the competition is so fierce and stiff it's just impossible to um, make a breakthrough and even if you did make a breakthrough the salary you get is so poor 
it's just mm-hmm. no point. There's really no point in it. So I'm thinking, well, I, I, I want to write. I want to create content. I want to do something with my uh, skills and qualifications. So what do I do apart from teaching? And then what happened was I came across, um, I was doing some job searching, and then I came across uh, – uh, content creation jobs, um, um, oh. companies looking for content creating jo- content creators, and basically the skill sets very similar to journalism, really okay. very similar. You're you're writing, you're researching articles, you're you know preparing a strategy, you're writing up articles, you're editing, you're proofreading, you're doing all of those things. The only difference is that in journalism you're creating news, and uh, oh. which is going for the mass audience or the mass public, and the news is true. It's based on real life events, but in in content creation, you're creating you're creating articles, you're creating white papers and uh, blog posts and things, but it's for a product or for a service, mm. for a specific audience. You are selling something, or you're trying to sell something to a specific audience. Whether this audience is industrial, that's business to business, or whether it's directly to consumers, um, you are set basically, in effect, marketing a product or service um, to an audience, to a specific audience. Whereas in journalism, you are writing for everyone. You're writing for the country, you know, yeah. um, and you're covering important political or economic business issues, science issues or health issues or whatever it is, you know. Um, so that is the main difference of who you're writing for. Um, um, but otherwise, you're using pretty much the same skills. You're using yeah. all you know so I thought well this is great I mean and the salary is good there are a lot of jobs available I don't have to work in the weekends I can work Monday to Friday I can still have a family life I can still do all of that and I can be happy uh, professionally so I, 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 I started doing that so I started off as a small time as a content writer for a, a small uh, animation studio in London mm. Um, and then worked my way up. I, I never looked back since then. I then went to work for um, a company that promotes oil and gas events. And then I went on to um, consumer finance and then pest control and um, hygiene, commercial hygiene sector, then IT. And now I'm, I'm currently, I'm self-employed now and I currently run my own business. When I'm, oh. I'm doing content, yeah, I do content creation and provide content creation services for different clients in different industries. So the clients are companies. And so my, uh, recently I've worked for some IT companies. I've, wor- I've worked for um, a manufacturing company in France. Um, I'm currently working for a compliance, legal and compliance training company in London. Um, so now it's, I, I, before I used to work for companies, I was attached as salaried employees for companies. Now I'm running my own business and I, I work from home and I provide companies specific services that they want. Um, that's wow, how I you came have about. a long range of, uh, you know, things you have written about, which is so, oh, thank you. <laughs> even it, it's like so exciting and every time you get to work on something new, uh, because many content writers have seen that they stick to one domain only and then after a few years they say it's so boring but i wonder how can writing be boring because you correct. have nothing to explore correct correct it is not boring writing is not boring if 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 content creators are saying that writing is boring it's not the writing it's what they're writing about that might yeah. be boring 
you know that could be if you're writing about the same product or service day in day out for like a year or two years it can get boring i personally yeah. found it boring that's why i would change jobs then one yeah, for also for steady promotion because sometimes often happen because content you have to remember content creating jobs are typical corporate jobs they are very much corporate and um, very mm. much, you know, it's, it's an office job, nine to five or 10 to six, whatever it is. And it is, uh, it can get mechanical. It can yeah. get mechanical. It can get boring, especially if you're writing, say, for example, a company is selling, you know, um, they're selling cleaning, household cleaning products, for example. And you're writing day in, day out. You're writing about, oh, this can clean this, this can clean that, this can do this. And you're writing about that for a year, a year and a half, even two years at the most. You will oh. get bored. But it's yeah. not about the writing that's boring. It's the product. You are, and it's not the product isn't boring either. It's that you are getting bored of writing about the same thing. Yeah, it's actually, Yes, it's not the product's fault. It's not the writing's fault. It is your boredom, basically. Yeah. And then so, you, that's the time you shift. You change the new job. Yeah, exactly. So I also like initially I started with academic writing and then mm. in a few years I also got bored because I was getting the same kind of assignment. Then I started moving mm. to creative. And mm. since then like I have explored more than fifty-five content formats and I never get bored. Absolutely, you cannot get bored. Sixty-five content formats is impressive. That is really, <laughs> really good, Pooja. That is really good. I mean, you can't get bored. I mean, content creation is a fascinating field because um, yeah. you're writing for different. You know, it, each format has its own set of challenges, right? Yeah. When you're writing um, for, say, for example, for an image, the text that goes in an image, you are limited for the number of letters and characters that yeah. you can fit in, and you have to get a message across within that character limit. That is a challenges you cannot be bored by that you are tested yeah. your creativity is tested right yeah. if you're writing for a video or the text that goes overlaid on a video or say for a billboard or for um you know a social media tweet or a, an insta post or um you know the, the the mind boggles the mind truly boggles it is yeah. it's you are tested your writing capacity is tested and then um, it's you cannot be bored you just can't be yeah, you're absolutely right. Mm. So you mentioned like uh, you are from UK, but you mentioned about Kolkata. So uh, then you moved, you came to Kolkata and then you moved back. So how mm. was your experience living in India and in the UK? Uh, how do you find the two countries and the people, how different they are? So um, I was born and raised in London. Um, and my family, mm -hmm. my main family, my immediate family are based here in London. Um, and uh, I, yes, yeah, so I, I went to primary school in London. I was, uh, but we, my family, my parents particularly have a very strong attachment to India. Okay. Because of our, most of our extended family are based in India. We have some relatives in America also. But I mean, um, we uh, so we would regularly visit India in holidays and things, Christmas vacations or holidays and stuff. And I would, me and my brother, we would enjoy it extremely, being with the family, being with cousins and things. We'd um, really, really love uh, being there. Um, mm. And then what happened was my mum, she started teaching here in London. She started teaching in the school that me and my brother went to. And she wasn't very happy with the fact that me and my brother were not getting the 
cultural education as well as the the kind of high academic standards or the academic intensity which schools in India the way they educate kids she wanted me and my brother to have that so the, my parents then collectively decided that we go to kolkata we start studying there and mm-hmm. in in high school in kolkata and uh, those were i was there in school for like 7 years and um through my teens basically i moved there when i was 12 and then i came back when i was 18 um and in the be- i mean basically i was in high school there and uh, it was tough it was very tough i found it very tough i found it difficult to adjust to life in india in the beginning mm. i i realized that kids even though i went to an english medium school but all the kids were speaking bengali and my bengali was very bad so <laughs> i was <laughs> it was very bad but and i was forced to learn how to speak bengali properly because my classmates taught me basically i learned through my classmates Oh, okay. and because they were not having it and i um and then uh, i had to learn bengali as well as a vernacular subject so i had to learn it um and i had to, there was that adjustment the language barrier then there was just adjusting to the culture and then the academic intensity that mm-hmm. schools in india have compared to schools here where the intensity is much less they let children yeah. be children you know okay. um and you play and play and you learn to play for until you're 13 and then they up the slowly slowly they start increasing the academic pressure whereas in india you start school pretty much you are learning and <laughs> from kindergarten yeah. level you are learning you have books you are reading you're sitting exams you're doing all homeworks. of that homework and everything from kindergarten level whereas here kindergarten literally means kindergarten you're playing in the garden you're playing with toys in school you're just playing playing you're not you know you're allowed to be a child as it were oh. Yeah, so yeah. there's a huge difference, you know, but I mean those 7 years I think I uh, I think were the best years of my life because they were I always say to people they're a character defining because the amount I learned not just academically but also as a person as a character uh, developing my own personality and um realizing that um no uh high there are high standards and you have to meet those standards and if you meet those it's only a good thing. Um mm-hmm. and when I came back I mean during the 70s I would travel regularly to London because my father was based here in London and so I would come over the summer to London spend time with him and then uh, my father would come to us in India during Durga Puja time spend time with us so there's constant traveling I I I started becoming mm-hmm. familiar with the world and this constant kind of UK and India both countries are home to me you know both are home to okay. me i cannot say ki you know uk is more important than india i cannot say that i cannot because india is very important to me i uh, is very integral to me so um uh when i when it came to degrees and choosing degrees and my father said well look there's some good journalism degrees in in london why don't you try applying for those as well as the ones you're applying for in india so i applied mm-hmm. for everything and then the university i went to here in london university of west london they liked my application they liked what they saw and i loved the course that they were offering um, which okay. is new media journalism digital journalism with film and television studies as mm. a as a extra kind of component i loved that course and i fell in love with it and i said well i'm doing this i have to do this so okay. that meant coming back to london so i came back mm. to london um and did my degree then started working here started teaching and doing all of that 
then when it came to getting married like all good indian girls you know you had to get married and things so then <laughs> my i was looking for a partner looking for someone in london couldn't find anyone who's indian and everything cuz i wanted someone indian and okay. then so my family suggested well then we have to look for some find someone for you in india then okay let's do that then i found my man in india and then but he wasn't willing to come to london yet he was still he he's a dentist so okay. he um he want he just started practicing there he wasn't really keen on coming here then cuz he just opened his new practice and i'm like okay that's fine i will come over it's not a problem i can come mm. over i will work there and things like that it's fine i've lived in india before i can do it again So then I went back to India and back to Kolkata that's when I started teaching in that college um I lead the Institute of Leadership and Entrepreneurship in Kolkata and um uh, before then I was uh, writing the book as well which I think you we will talk about in a bit um yeah um but uh that's how I came to I, w- I went back to Kolkata then I was there for 2 years and then thing was then was I was starting to get opportunities in London for content I saw the content creator jobs I saw this and I and I really wanted to do that and I told my husband look I really want to go back to London these opportunities are really good I don't want to waste it and he was very understanding and he said okay no that's fine and let's okay let's go back let's go to london and let's um, i will start practicing in, in london and you can do your jobs and my my in-laws were very supportive they were very supportive they were like well we don't see if you see good opportunities in london and you're from there you might as well go there's no point staying out here if you if you've got really good opportunities and wasting your career otherwise they're very very supportive it's important to have a supportive family very yeah. important otherwise you cannot you cannot realize your career dreams without a supportive yeah. family i mean and you and i puja you know we were married you know, and we you know we it's very important to have that uh, support yeah. otherwise yeah, yeah. it becomes difficult But then you know I I think both UK and India are both important to me equally important to me um and yes there have been struggles and challenges but um with the right again with the right support you can overcome those challenges i mean my family here in britain have been very supportive in india they've been supportive my friends have been hugely supportive when i was in school i'm still friends with them now um they're still okay. we're still in touch and they they helped me through a um overcoming the difficulties in studying in india and i'll always be grateful for that and we're still very much in a really solid friendships we have so um yeah that's pretty much how i see it <laughs> yeah so you had like here there and jump from here to there oh <laughs> like yes there's a lot of jumping lot of jumping around lots lots that has yeah. been my life yes <laughs> so mm. you are a traveler Yes even now that I'm based in I'm based in the UK I'm based in Berkshire but I'm um, even then every year I mean we haven't in the pandemic but uh, otherwise every year we go to India for holiday because mm-hmm. my in-laws are there um my whole family extended family are there we have to go there to see the family I have to see my in-laws um every year I'm traveling and I'm in touch with a lot of people in India I'm networking a lot with people like yourself and a lot of other lovely mm-hmm. people in India a lot of creative people and um yeah every year usually I'm in India once a year every year anyway I just okay. can't not be th- without there otherwise when the flights reopen when the borders reopen um I ho- I'm hoping to go to India as soon as possible to see everyone <laughs> Yeah, do come and see me also. <laughs> definitely, definitely I'd love to come to Mumbai because I've never been to Mumbai. Oh. <laughs> I've oh, never really? been 
I've only okay. like used airport as a transit. I've never actually been to the city. I'd love to. <laughs> okay, so I actually shifted recently to Pune. Oh, okay. I haven't been to Pune at all. You know, I'd love to see those areas, Mumbai, Pune. I, I've had clients there. I've worked with people there. Um, I've never actually been uh, to that part of India at all. So it'd be nice to see you, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you mentioned about your book that was on business English, right? Yes. Yeah, so how is it different from regular English? Could you tell us a little more about it? Sure. So business English is something, it is primarily a Western concept. Um, mm-hmm. And it's what it is basically is communicating in English at the workplace, or for all work-related professional purposes. That's what business English is. When you're using English for business. So when you, whether yeah. it is communicating in the workplace with your colleagues and bosses and peers and customers, or whether it is when you're creating communications to be used in the workplace or to be used uh, to share in the public domain on a professional or business perspective that's when business English comes into play that is what it is really Um, so the book that uh, I'm talking about that was something that uh, fell into my lap as it were um, way back this was just before I was going to get married and I'd met this wonderful lady called Fiona Talbot on Twitter Mm -hmm. And um, she saw some of my writing and articles that I was publishing on Twitter and she really liked it. And we started interacting and networking via Twitter. Um, And she said, well, I'm coming down. She she lives in North of England. And she was um, saying that I'm coming down to London. And so Dakshina, why don't we meet up? And I said, yeah, that would be lovely, sure. And um, I said, well, uh, this was just literally two months before I was going to India to get married. Two months Mm -hmm. before my wedding. So um, I went to meet her and we started talking and everything. And then she very kindly, she offered me uh, this proposal. um, She's written three books in Business English before at that time. Mm -hmm. And this was her fourth book. And she wanted to write this fourth book with me. Because she saw through my writing that I had this um, global flair, flair for um, communicating to various countries in English language differently and she thought that was a very relevant thing given that we are transitioning in the with the internet all our communications are going digital we are now working any business could potentially be selling to anyone because of the internet right so content you know you might be sat in India you know having a you know like a small business where you sell niche Indian products but you could be selling those products to America or somewhere easily Because nowadays, logistics, shipping, those things don't matter anymore. It's all possible. So that's just one example. And um, and because business is really globalized now, everyone's working everywhere now. Um, You don't have to physically be in a location. You could be where you are and as long as you match the time. So just like you and me are. At the moment, this podcast wouldn't have been possible if it wasn't for the internet, right? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're in Pune, I'm in you know, London, and here we are having this conversation. We, we just yeah. had to match the time zone. That was it. 
So yeah. it's business is like that as well. So we were at that time at that juncture where businesses were starting to pick up on this fact. And so we thought that this, this book would resonate on that sort of that moment in that how do you communicate to audiences in this sort of new environment that we're in? You know, how do how do you sell yourself? How do you uh, represent your own CVs? How do you uh, talk to colleagues who, who come from different countries, but you're speaking in English? How do you write presentations that are for different colleagues in different countries in English? How do you write reports? How do you communicate um, in social media? How do you do social media marketing? What are the communications like in there? Because businesses had just started to use social media for selling, uh, promoting their, their products and services. So it was about the language changes, the way English is used changes, the text is different, the words are different, and we've, people have started to discover that. So our book encapsulates all of this. Um, okay. And um, it, Touchwood, it is doing really well still because of all of that. We The book came out in 2012 November Aww. but um, it's called improve your global business English um, and it's um, available on, I think on Flipkart and um, an amazon.co.in in India it's available everywhere in the world um, okay. uh, and it's available on Kindle and Aww. on audiobook as well on audible.com okay. and it's also available in two other languages it was published in Vietnamese and in Polish oh yeah. Okay, great. So I think I, I listen to audio, this uh, Audible. So I would yeah. check out. Do, do, do. do. I'll, I'll send you the link to it um, after this call. Um, but yes, it's on Audible. Um, and the way the book was written was quite interesting, actually, because I was, um, she gave me the proposal, I accepted it, but then I had to go off and get married. So I was in Kolkata. Um, yeah. I got uh, married. And then after two months, then I started writing the book with her. She was based in north of England. Our editor was based in London. I was based mm -hmm. in Kolkata. And we were just okay. emailing each other Word documents flying everywhere. Oh my God. <laughs> That's how the manuscript was written. <laughs> it was a multicultural book <laughs> completely multicultural and we were saying this we were laughing we were saying that this is this book is true it's about multicultural business and it is truly multicultural the way it's being made <laughs> they had to match my time zone i had to match the uk time zone and you know get the manuscript and that's how it was proofread that how when the cover came out you know we were all given the cover to all approve it it was all done this way i was in kolkata the whole time when the book came mm. out um so it was a very interesting way that it came out but yes it's been it's done it's doing really well and it's still selling universities and institutes across the world are using it as a textbook uh, it's doing particularly well in europe and in okay. the middle east uh and and of course in um, vietnam vietnam and um, the far east as well uh but yes um do check it out i'm sure you will like it Pooja, because you love reading and um yes, and writing so you would like it for sure yeah, in fact, you opened up my mind because I've been thinking that I can only assist authors in India, but you're looking at you, I think I have more possibilities. Oh, most definitely, most definitely. I think uh, authors and writers, especially our audience listening um, in this podcast, um, don't limit yourself. Do not limit yourself. Use the internet as a way to get your voice heard globally. 
do not stop at just thinking that you are only limited to the Indian audience, which in itself is a massive audience. Mm-hmm. But it, it, do not limit yourself to just India. There are voices to be heard and people want to hear fresh, original, talented voices. And you could be based anywhere in the world, but you will have an audience because of the Internet. Okay, so for uh, for content creators who are in India and mm. uh, if they would like to write for the UK audience, can you give us a few tips on that? Um, so I think firstly, before you um, uh, target international audiences, you need to first develop some sort of portfolio. So you should mm. have some sort of, um, you have a couple of years of experience in creating content um, for brand, various products and services, but do that first, develop a portfolio first, because one thing that international companies are, they the first thing that they will want to look for is, do you have a portfolio? Means mm. have ha, is your writing or is your content creation work good enough that companies in your country have already hired you and invested in you and you know purchased your work um have they done that but if hmm. your work if if you can show if you can prove that yes you have worked for various businesses that have hired you for your content creation abilities then that's 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 your first that's the first tick that you've got you've passed that test then you know you hmm. need to be able to have tangible evidence where you have blog posts or whether they're blog posts or imagery or whether they are videos or whether they are um, white papers or whatever it is it you have to have written created some content that represents a business Hmm. when you've done that like say i'd say two years even two years worth of that Hmm. and you've acquired some solid experience then you can go about and start thinking about you look on job sites, you look on the freelancer sites like Upwork. Um, hmm. What else can I think of? Upwork. And there's another one. Fiverr. Fiverr. Yes, Fiverr. Those sorts of sites that are, are good places where businesses based abroad are continuously looking for people, continuously looking for people who they can hire, young, fresh talent who, who are willing to learn who are willing to have an open mind and understand what it is that the business wants to market, what are the messages they want to convey, and you can deliver on that. So uh, having a portfolio, if you can have a website where that portfolio exists, that would be great. So have a portfolio, have a website, and then have an open mind. Because one thing you have to realize is that the way in businesses in India, the way they work is quite different to the way businesses abroad work, you know, so they would want, they would typically, depending on the country, like in Britain, for example, they would be looking for something very specific from you. So they would probably want, can you create two or three blog posts based on this topic, this product, this service, this message, they will give you a brief. And your job is to just meet that brief. Don't do anything more. Don't do anything less. They don't want it. Okay. Right? So you have to stick to the brief that's given to you. If you can stick to the brief and deliver on it, fine, great. They they will be happy about it. Don't try to do anything extra. Hmm. Or don't try to, I don't under deliver either. If you've missed something out, they will will tell you you've missed this out. We don't want it. So it's important that you comply with the briefs as closely as possible. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And that's something very important to bear in mind. And also um, be polite, be courteous, but be polite and also be, be um, yourself, have a sense of humor, come across, obviously speak English well, that's a given, oh. um, which most Indians do. I mean, they really speak really good English, um, especially the students these days they have a fresh crop of talent, very smart. So be yeah. tech savvy, important to be, which again, most Indian people of the younger generations are all very tech savvy. So that's yeah. all good. <laughs> I mean, I'm not really worried about you guys having websites or not. I'm sure you already do have these things. Yeah. Um, but it's very important to have um, a portfolio, very important to have a portfolio and an uh, open mind, sticking to the brief, um, and being smart, being presentable, being, you know, good with your communications, being approachable, you know, and, and in genuinely interested in the product and service. If you if you think you're going to be bored by a product, don't go for it. If, a, if, if there will be jobs out there where you're thinking, oh, yeah, this job looks really nice. Oh, it's, it's based in London. Oh, this is great. But what is the product? Something that really bores you. You're thinking, oh, but they're selling, I don't know, toilet cleaner or something. And I don't want to write about that. If you don't want to write about it, then don't go for it. Just because they're based in London doesn't mean you have to write about toilet cleaner. Yeah. Choose a product or service that you're interested in. Only then will you get the best content out of it. Yeah, absolutely right. You have to be interested. In it. And uh, I do make a choice whenever I get a new, uh, you know, opportunity from a client. Mm. I always make sure that I choose them based on what I like, because then I won't be able to give justice, uh, creative justice to correct, correct, correct. You won't be able to. And then it, what's the point? Then it becomes futile, right? I mean, yeah. if you're if you're not giving justice to the project. Um, so you need to be interested in the product or service that you're that you're working for, otherwise it won't it won't work ultimately. Yeah. So your journey is amazing, literally like a roller coaster ride from here <laughs> to there. <laughs> so, now that you say it, yes, it has been. <laughs> yeah. So we would really like to know what inspires you, moves you, and keeps you going. Oh. Lots of things, really. I mean, I'm daily. I'm inspired by. Um, uh, read. I'm inspired by good content. I'm inspired by awesome content. So whether that's um, whether I see that through cultural uh, formats like books and films and TV programs or web series, I'm particularly fascinated with the way web series are being developed. And in this day and age, not just in India, in, I mean, we've got some awesome websites in India, but also in, in globally as well. I mm. love the way we, we uh, there's so much, so many different types of content are coming out because reaching different audience tastes. I love that. Um, that really inspires me. Um, mm. I'm inspired by good books, good music. Mm -hmm. Um, again, YouTube and so many lovely artists are coming up. You have, it's not gone are the days where you have to work for some record label or something like that. You know, yeah. you can just you can sing, you can play an instrument, you can be, you know, at in at home in your bedroom and you put a YouTube video on, and if it's good, it will resonate and you will be a hit overnight. You know, it's just like some really fresh talent. Good music in, inspires me. Good writing. I see a lot of good poetry. 
poetry um, on Instagram. I particularly see a lot of good poetry coming out from people, youngsters and anyone, not just youngsters, but I mean, people of all ages coming up with um, publishing. They have a, suddenly the whole world has opened up now with the social yeah. media and things. You can publish your talents and literally you will have your own audience. You don't actually need to be in a magazine or in a, in a book or anything. You can have your own little channel. You can have your own yeah. um, forum and you can, you can own it and you, you, and you have your own audience for it. And it's just wonderful. I think that's one. The internet inspires me for sure continuously the content on the internet that's my main source of inspiration for sure okay yeah so actually same things also inspire me whenever i read a book or any form of content i'm like i also keep mm. watching netflix and not just indian but across globe sometimes even foreign languages i don't understand but there is always a subtitles so yep yep of course of course look i didn't fully understand hindi properly i mean when they start using in films and even they start using you know like difficult urdu words or oh. you know or maybe like should hindi i do not understand it and i i need the subtitles and um so i mean and, and yes indeed the fact that everything is now at your fingertips the, you can watch something in spanish or in um i don't know in 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 german or whatever it's a film and you and you know Longer, you, you don't have to go to a movie theater to go and watch it it's at home on your phone or on your computer or on your tv screen and you could be watching something global um in, with subtitles and you can be a part of that experience and then the, and then you can share your experience on twitter or insta or facebook or whatever and talk about it and have a discussion and, yeah. and so it's just absolutely phenomenal what the internet is doing to the media industry, changing it forever and making everything accessible to everyone. I think that's just fascinating. I can not get over that. And I think that's um, here to stay. Um, it's just going to get better and bigger, I think, you know. I mean, potentially anyone could um, watch anything they want uh, in any language. It's not a barrier anymore. Yeah, absolutely. So it was a great time we had with you. But before we part, I would like to ask you one last question. Mm, uh, sure. Please give our listeners who are new to content creation some advice on how they can become great content creators and create great careers using their skills. So um, always have, like I said before, it's important to have an open mind very important to have an open mind and always um, look at what others are doing. You can always get inspiration from what others are doing. I'm not saying you copy them, but I'm saying you get inspired from them. Maybe you see something you don't like and you can say, oh, I've seen that, but I can do that better. Even that is inspiration right yeah. watch your competitors because in because biz, the world of business is a cutthroat world we know that right and when you're working in a corporate sector something is really structured as content creation and marketing it's very important that you keep an eye on your competitors or the competitors for your products or services that you're working for so for example if you're if you are working on doing content creation for um a type of namkeen you know a type of oh. snack 
right? A salted mm-hmm. snack. And you, it's important that you first identify who are the competitors of the same product and see yeah. what content marketing they are doing because then you can learn what not to do or how mm-hmm. to do it better. There are two yeah. things and you, that, that's something. And another thing is that um, it's very important to track your performance, your performance of the content that's being created. So use things like Google Analytics, use things like SEMrush. Um, uh, there, are a lot of, there are a lot of digital, good digital tools out there um, that uh, Mashable, SEMrush, um, uh, Google Analytics, uh, um, uh, Google Tag Manager. They are very good tools which help you, even though you might personally might not be using them, there will be, an S, there will be a technical SEO guy, there will be someone else who would be doing that for you. But it's important that you understand how SEO works, understand how SEO tool works, and understand how UX works, UX and CX, user experience, customer experience. It's very important as content creators that you gel with the SEO professional and the UX professional in your team and the web developer, whoever's working on the website. It's very important that you get along with these three professionals because it is together with all of your effort the team effort when a a content creation project is going to be truly successful you are providing the words the ideas you're providing the way a content should read or present itself but you you are also then that content it has to be presented in a certain way which the web developer will do it has to rank in search engines in a certain way that's the seo person will look after that it has to navigate in a certain way your ux person will look after that so you have to work with these three at least three professionals plus your boss the manager of the business the directors, the stakeholders, what they want from the products. So a lot of teamwork is involved. So you have to be a team player. Yeah. You have right. to be a team. You cannot go solo. It will not yeah. work. You have to be open-minded. You have to be a team player. And you have to understand, have a basic understanding at least of how SEO and UXCX work. Then you yeah. will be a successful content creator. You will be for sure. Yeah, absolutely right. So uh, thank you very much for coming to our podcast. Your story was really inspiring. And I would definitely check out your book and even share it with our followers. So oh, it's thank here. you so much, Buja. Really, really, I enjoyed talking to you. Um, and it's been great. I, I really hope your audience um, uh, finds this useful and they can learn something from it. Um, and if you want, um, you can reach me on Twitter and Instagram. My user ID is Sudakshina Kina. Uh, look me up and I'll definitely connect with you. Happy to connect with the audio, you and your audience. Yeah, same here. I'll, I'll share your links on our pages and, you know, people can get connected with you on Instagram. Surely, surely. So it's already evening here, but there it's still the whole day is open for you. So Yes, it's 1.30 here. <laughs> thank you so and much. keep creating. Oh, thank you. You too. Lovely talking to you. Bye for yeah. now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.